Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. What's going on, Bubba? Yes! I'm going to make a statement here that I don't think can be disputed. You and I are going to get married on top of a mountain. Is that what we're going to do? You were going to to go there. I was thinking that as I started it. You and I are hosting a podcast. And the, the duo right now that is hosting the podcast has set a record for combined games that we have called... Over the last five or six or seven days, whatever it is, it's unbelievable. No, no way anybody could top us. Seriously, because what? Well, how many of you? What did? Just give me your day today. So we're recording this on a Monday. It's about nine o'clock Eastern time. What? How many day? How many? How many games have you done today? I did four today. Sheesh. I did not call any on Sunday. I called four on Saturday. I called one Friday night, and those were all high school. And Thursday night, I called a college game. So I have done 10 days over the course of four days with one day not doing anything. Wow. Just when I thought, like, I could strut my stuff and trump anybody, I, I have not done 10 games in that period of time. But you have not been to as many... Marriott's and Hilton's and cities as your boy has been. Now, you did enjoy, oh. you know, your Marriott. Enjoy Thank your buy. Uh, you got, you, enjoy you your late your checkout. Points. Enjoy Thank your buy. <laughs> so you did, you tweeted out that you did about six games in eight days or something like that. Were these all on site? Yeah. Well, except for, so. Saturday, January 8th, I was in my basement for Villanova and DePaul. But I got on a flight that night, flew to Chicago, drove to Bloomington to do Minnesota at Indiana on Sunday. And then I, so when I left Saturday night, I didn't, I I was gone until the next Sunday. So then I was on site for DePaul Marquette, uh, DePaul Seton Hall, uh, Nebraska, wow, you Purdue. Get, De- you were over on uh, our right with DePaul here. Over here on our right with uh, Paul here. <laughs> I was over here on our right with DePaul the whole time. Got Nebraska, Purdue, and then Penn State, Ohio State, and then I and then I came up. So you you got me in just sheer game amount. I got you in Marriott points and various cities visited. Here's the thing. You went a lot of places for fewer games. I went nowhere for 10. Uh, I I mean, I I was able to call all of them from the Charlotte office 
uh, which was good and bad. I mean, I, I you like being at the site yeah. to absorb the energy. It's easier to see. I mean, there was one game where it's like white jerseys oh, with no. white numbers oh, with no. little light purple oh. outlines. So it's like if you don't recognize, and you know, you're only calling two or three guys' names, but then there's the fourth guy, the fifth guy, the sixth guy. Right. You're just at the mercy of, you're just backfilling the call the whole time. You're not doing play-by-play of the actual moment. You're you're figuring out what happened, you know, an hour later. And then going, hey, remember that call that we just had a, <laughs> a 48 minutes ago? That guy made the bucket. No, it's hard. It's There's no question that it is, it is challenging to not be on-site courtside. It, yeah. it sets you up for mistakes and, for, and to miss certain things. But... I think we all in in our industry. Number one, it's good from a standpoint of if you want to be a father and a husband and be around a lot, you know. Which the related story have been gone for eight days. My one year old was like, "But who's this? Who's this guy? Who's this guy?" <laughs> but who's this? Hi, Mac. It looks like you've been having a binky and filling up your diapers. How do you feel about your life? Hi, Coach. Some of the experts are pretty high in your secondary. What are your feelings on that group? Are you optimistic about them? About who's this? <laughs> Mac had no idea Mac, who was asking who was. him anything. It's not good when, you're, when your one-year-old it's like, gets his Joe Pa game right with you, you know? But no, it's but it's about who's this? We, we, it's, it's good from the standpoint of you know being around the fam more, and we all get it from a budget standpoint, whatever, but... This week I was on site a ton. It was it was it was exciting. It was a lot. I'm excited to be back home for a little bit. Uh, yeah. What are you looking uh, at? Why are you giving I, me that look, look? No, no. A couple of things. One, the go. You'd rather be on site during the game, physically during the game. But outside of that, you're glad. Oh yeah. You're. You didn't go to the airport. You didn't pack your bags. You, you know, your home and all that stuff. It's just during the game. You'd you'd much rather be at the game. But if you asked me, would you rather, you know, call fifty games from the Charlotte office during the year or fifty games on the road? It's not even a question about what I would rather do. Right. I, side note about being on the road. I really, I really don't know if I could do my job without my GPS on my phone. I don't know how I would get. Anywhere. I couldn't get to any arena, any hotel, anywhere. I couldn't do it. So shouts out to GPS. I just don't I would I would have been lost immediately. I couldn't do it. I could not do it. Yeah, you were sitting there, you know, you're sitting there on those trips and you're basically to sum up what you're saying is the GPS, that's why I was able to make the call. The GPS, that's why they make that call. Thousand percent accurate. Sorry. Thousand percent. By the way, hold on though. Because we we wanted to talk about all the stuff we've been doing, we're doing this via Zoom. You do you have anything you'd like to say about what I'm wearing at this point? Yes, yes. There is a there is a question I would like to ask you, uh, but I would like Bo Rude to ask it for me. Here it is. What are you wearing right now? Oh, um, that is the most sensual thing. I I don't know if I can find the entire clip. That was when Bo Rude asked Jim Trunks, like, "Hold on, Jim, I got one more question for you." 
And that was when he was filling in for me. He right. almost lost the show while right. I was away. And his question to Jim Trestle was, What are you wearing right now? <laughs> that you believe is that. so disgusting. First of all, it was a rarity. You were Cal Ripken with not missing shows. I have no... This had to have been birth of a child, potentially? No? I mean, maybe. I mean, it could have been. It could very well have been. But I think this is exhibit A as to why I didn't like right. missing shows. What are you wearing right now? I mean, Bo... <laughs> and, and of all the days that you miss the show... We have Jim Tressel on because he must have. I don't know how we would have landed Jim Tressel. I don't know. I I have no recollection of why he was on the show. But yes, we spent a good portion of like the lead up to the interview. Like, I wonder if he wears a sweater vest all the time. You know, like you open his closet and it's just nothing but sweater vests. Like that's what he wears all the time. So, you know, we were joking about that. Not knowing that Bo Rude would actually ask Tressel the question at the end of the interview. Like, I was wrapping it up, and Bo dropped it in there. It was really, really awkward. Disgust. What are you wearing right now? Oh, oh my goodness. He's like, what am I wearing? It's like, okay, oh, all right. God, oh, it's not good, good. But no, what, but I ask well, what you am that I because wearing? We, we load up the Zoom, yeah. and you're wearing a Nebraska Athletics is that a quarter zip nope, with the zip. Adidas logo, or is yep. that a full? Is that a full it's windbreaker? A full, it's okay. a full zip. It looks like it's quarter uh, zip. And yeah, I mean, it, my goodness, this looks like. Let's be honest. I look like I should be out recruiting, don't I? <laughs> you do, you do. And then, of course, the big <laughs> question that would come. Don't, don't play it. <laughs> don't do the big question doing. that would come. With you wearing that out recruiting, and everyone just <laughs> say it with me now as, as we play this. The question is from Gary, caller on our show. Don't you think this is going to hurt recruiting? It probably could. <laughs> it probably could and probably would. Uh, you should be out recruiting. Was that given to you as a gift by like a, a Barrett Rude for inviting you over say, hey, I don't need this. You take this. I've got 700 of these. Or did you get it? Did you buy it? Or did you? Did Fred Hoiberg say, please start talking nice about my team? I Even though you, I've, got, right, right. I, I've got a $3.5 million buyout still, talk nice about my team. So, if you were to look at the tag on this oh, shirt, no. it would have in a Sharpie the initials of B.R. On them okay. for one Barrett so I was Rude. correct. So you were I correct. I was correct. Right around the uh, Christmas time, a little after Christmas, I got a text message from one Barrett Rude said, oh, I'm cleaning out my closet. You want any Husker gear? And I was like, yes, I want all of it. <laughs> so he dropped off a, a box with about Five, six different, you know, a couple shirts, a quarter zip, this. And, I mean, I am walking around my house like I am am assistant coach Ba. I am recruiting (laughs) Chubba Purdy. I am going on the road to get Nicholas Crawford to come to Nebraska. Or I should have a headset on on a chilly early October night, you know, signaling in things as assistant coach Ba. I'm all those things right now. I don't know. I mean, maybe back in the day you had you have those glasses on. You got your play sheet. You got locked jaw. You're Callahan. You look good. No, I mean, you look you look good. Would you, you look have good. accepted so then, this as a buff? 
yeah, yeah, I would have, I would have accepted it, even though I'm a color guy. I mean, someone says, "Hey, I'm cleaning out my Nebraska stuff." It's like, yeah, I mean, you never know when in Rome, right? Yeah, I mean, I when mean, in Rome, when it, when in Wahoo, if you will. I mean, that's what you have to do. But it, yeah, I, I mean, as a Blue Jay, but I'm a Nebraska football guy at my at my heart. You know, I, I, I you're a Jay and you know it. You're a Jay and you know it. It's fine. Just admit it. Embrace Just admit it. it. But yeah, I knew when I when I. Sat down to do this, and I was like, do I take – it crossed my mind. I was like, am I taking off the Nebraska gear, or is this going to be – do you think he'll say something? Oh, he's going to say something. And you didn't say hi, didn't say anything. Oh. You said, what are you – you get this look on your face like, what are you wearing? I, I really did – I channeled my inner bow. What are you wearing right now? I just had to – I mean, I, that's the first thing I, rec- I see is you with NU on your – Chess, like how can we have an impartial conversation, right? Uh, you know, about Nebraska athletics when you know when you're sporting the Nebraska apparel worn by the linebackers coach at Nebraska. (laughs) So, Nick, what do you think about uh, how Frost has done over the last two months with filling his staff? Checks what he's wearing, then (laughs) looks back at the microphone and the camera. I think he's done great. Speaking of which. I mean, Nebraska, <laughs> Nebraska goes from like, do we have any food in this house? To like this all-you-can-eat buffet. Like someone just dropped off a huge Costco order. Like we're not gonna have to shop for a year. We're ready for an earthquake, hurricane, tornado, everything here. You know what this? You know what it was? Whipple and Frost were Lloyd and Harry. The first night they got to Aspen, they're fighting because Lloyd had on two pairs of gloves. They end up trying to throw that briefcase. It explodes open. There's cash in it. So now they're living it up. Whipple and Frost were getting ready to choke each other. Like, we don't have any quarterbacks. We don't have anything. And all of a sudden, they got two quarterbacks. All right. Let's see if your analogy was correct. I can't feel my fingers anymore. I lied. They're, they're, they're numb. Ooh. Maybe you should wear these extra gloves. My hands are starting to get sweaty. Extra gloves? You've had this pair of extra gloves this whole time? Yeah. We're in the Rockies. <laughs> I'm going to kill you. What? I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you, Lloyd. Calm down. Right now, I'm going to kill you. Harry, you got that crazy look in your eye. <laughs> I know what I'm going to do. What are you doing? I'm going to do something I should have done a long time ago. Ah! Don't do anything foolish, Harry. What? Foolish? This isn't foolish. I'm going to toss this damn curse right into that damn pond. You're going to do it. No. Hey. Your hands are freezing. Hey. And then they see, and then they see the 
the money in the briefcase. So they're fighting about quarterbacks, and then all of a sudden, here comes Purdy, and here comes Mr. Casey Thompson. Amazing, isn't it? Because I'm with you. I mean, I'm pretty sure a couple of times throughout the last month, we've joked about Nebraska's situation at quarterback, and and are they going to get anybody? Should they have left? I can't believe should they have let Adrian Martinez walk all those things. And all of a sudden here we are and they land not one, but two, all things considered relative to what Nebraska probably could have gotten. I don't know if they could have done much better than the two guys that they landed. Right. Speaking as a guy wearing gear given to him by the inside linebackers coach at the university of Nebraska, (laughs) I give them an A plus. Now, just your objective opinion here, Nick, if you could just, you know what? In fact, I think it's time to go to the phones. Uh, we've got uh, Nick Baugh here to answer your Nebraska football questions here at 951-1620, Uh Bruce in Wahoo that we talked about before. Bruce, uh, you're on with the very objective Nick Baugh. Go ahead, Bruce. Yeah, just curious, just your thoughts here, uh, Nick. You know, you get Casey Thompson, you get Chubba Purdy. Which one of them will win the Heisman, do you think, of the two? Well, you know, if, to be honest with you, you know, you don't want to get too far ahead of yourself having had spring ball yet, but I'm pretty sure there is some sort of language in the Heisman ruling that you can split the Heisman. And I think that's what we're probably trending towards at this point, a split Heisman between Chubba Purdy and Casey Thompson seems like probably something that we're just being not trying to go crazy, right? I'm just trying to just just paint a relatively accurate, just realistic picture. Probably a split Heisman between the two, first ever. That's what I'm thinking. Call it like it is. Uh, That's uh, Nick Ball. We'll take another call here. Thank you, Bruce Inwahoo, for the call. Let's go out all the way out to Lexington here. Steve in Lexington with a call. You're on with a very objective uh, Nebraska garb wearing Nick Ball. Uh, Steve, go ahead. Uh, What's your question for Nick? Yeah, just just a, a quick question here, Nick, and thanks for taking my call. First time, long time. Uh, when you think about just what they have accomplished here, what date do you think we should start constructing the Scott Frost statue outside? Well, first of all, uh, Lexington, great place. My uncle Chip coached there for a little bit, so shouts out to everybody, uh, to you and your family out in Lexington. But, you know, for me, I'd look long and hard at – timing up the opening of this new facility that they've already broke ground on. Maybe, who knows, those blueprints, I know that things are are pretty etched in stone, but I would think you could add some big stone of Scott Frost in the new facility that they're opening up. So for me, I think you should go to work on it now so it works into the blueprint of the new plans of the new facility. Makes a lot of sense. Steve, thanks for the call. We'll do one final call here. Let's go to Vanessa, who's up there in Sydney, Nebraska. Wow, that's way out there, listening uh, coast to coast uh, here tonight in this great state of Nebraska. Vanessa, you're on with the very objective Nick Baugh sporting the Nebraska windbreaker. Go ahead. Yeah, just just curious now. What kind of position do you believe this puts the rest of the coaching staff in in terms of their long-term future at Nebraska? And do you think all of them should get long-term contract extensions? Well, I mean, for me, uh, we're all creatures and products of, of who we're around, aren't we? I mean, isn't that the truth? We're all biased in some way. But I look no further uh, than just down I-29 
to Lawrence, Kansas, and and a guy that I played for in Bill Self over the past six, eight months, Bill Self signed a lifetime contract with the University of Kansas, and to me that makes total sense for that to be the case at the University of Nebraska. I mean, I know Mickey Joseph just got here. I know Mark Whipple just got here. I think you want to lock those guys down, but if you ask me, the first guy, the very first guy, the very first guy that needs to get this lifetime contract is not Scott Frost. It's not Eric Chenander. It's, it's got to be the all-time tackle leader in the history of the football program, Barrett Root. I think you got to lock him down for a lifetime deal. That's just my thought. Thank you, Vanessa, for the call. Uh, we'll do – got time for one more call here. Let's take a call. I'll let someone else throw to it. Let's get back to the phones. Let's head out west to the Panhandle and the Lions and Kathy. Hi, Kathy. You're on with the head coach. Hi, Greg. Hi, Bill. Hi, Kathy. How are you? I haven't talked to you this year yet. I know. You the te- are you, teacher. Are you the teacher? Yeah, I'm the teacher. Yeah, yeah I remember you. <laughs> I, uh, yes, I taught Broderick which he would be horrified. Well, if he'll probably hear this. But anyway, you're an excellent coach and an excellent person, and I admire you greatly. So thanks, that's thanks, all I have thanks. to say. Enjoy thanks. your bye. Appreciate it. Enjoy your weekend. Have a great season, the rest of it. Thank you very much. Take care, Bob. You too. Enjoy thank, your bye. Thank you very much. Have a great season. Appreciate it. I admire you greatly. Thanks. That's thanks, all I have thanks. to say. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy thanks. your bye. 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 You too. Have a great season, the rest of it. Thank you very much. You're awesome. Thank you very much. Thanks. That's all I have to say. Enjoy your weekend. Take care, Bo. You too. Enjoy Thanks. your bye. Thank you, Lions. Let's come okay. back closer to home. All right. And, okay. let's, uh, let's stay here. Sorry. Just tried to try to squeeze. That's what happens. You're up against the break. Yeah. You feel like you could squeeze in one more call, and yeah. you just can't. Just didn't, I, didn't know, I didn't know Kathy and would have a hard time getting off the, <laughs> off the phone there. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. That's, uh, that's unfortunate. So, uh, so, yeah, you go from I don't have any quarterbacks to now I've got two quarterbacks. And if you asked any Nebraska fan, and f- and I, I would think if you gave truth serum to Scott Frost, this is just, and most of the coaches, my guess would be, would you rather have Adrian Martinez or Chubba Purdy and Casey Thompson? I, I always come at this with a couple of thoughts. One is when folks are in the transfer portal, they always get better in the portal. Right. Like the portal is some some sort of like healing cryogenic mechanism where you're in the portal, you get better because you're just you're a free agent. Mm-hmm. Right? Anytime your pro football franchise signs a free agent, like, oh yeah, this is awesome. Like you just gave Bobby Bonilla a gazillion dollars. This is gonna be great. Really? Okay. But that's just how it works. Your mindset changes. But there's a reason these guys are highly regarded athletes, and they just so happen to, you know, not be able to beat out some talented quarterbacks for the jobs that they had. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because I was thinking about that even with Casey Thompson. I'm like, can I 1,000% guarantee that I think Casey Thompson's better than Adrian Martinez? No. No, I can't. But I do I agree with wh- how it's played out that you probably needed to – Say, Adrian, thanks for everything, but it's probably best that you go and KZ, you can move your stuff in right here. Yeah, I do, just because it felt like it. you had to switch it up, right? I mean, but now you add, if you add Chuba into it and you add a second option to it, 
I think you'd probably have to say, what do you think? I mean, if if no. option if option door number one is Adrian Martinez, door number two is is Casey Thompson Chuba, I think you I think you have to like number two more, right? Because you've seen door number one and you've lived door number one. Right, right. right. I don't even that, have to wonder the, what's behind it. I know it's behind it. Like, if you would have just seen Adrian Martinez freshman year, that's it. Just freshman year. And Chubba, Casey Thompson, with what we've seen from them, which is not a lot, yeah. enough to go, there's talent, but we haven't seen them play full seasons, anything close to it, you'd say... I think I'd like to ride with Adrian Martinez. Correct. Right? But, Correct. But it's the it's the body of work. It's the heartache. It's the the empty calories. It's the we love him. We wish him well. But if you're an Oscar fan, you go, hey, let's turn the page with some other highly rated prospects that you know maybe are the missing piece. It's it's about the unknown. It's like how the backup quarterback is always the most popular. Right? That cliche. Yes. If the guy isn't, if the main guy isn't playing well, or you're losing. And because of him or he's playing a part of that, you go, give me the other guy. Give me the other guy. Well, now you got two other guys. Well, and that's the thing for me. But here to circle back to our, you know, the the where we were at a couple of weeks ago, I was, if someone would have said door number one is Adrian Martinez and an option two is the mystery box. And you don't know what that is. I was starting to go, oh my gosh, I think maybe Nebraska is better off sticking with door number one without knowing where Nebraska is ultimately going to land with their with their two quarterbacks. And so the fact that we now know what is inside the mystery box, what is inside door number two, is Casey Thompson and Chubba Purdy, to me that makes it so you're like, yeah, you, you, you definitely want door number two over door number one. But again, I, I just think, and yes, this is coming from a guy that is wearing Nebraska football <laughs> white, beautiful, pristine Adidas football gear given to me by the inside linebackers coach. <laughs> yes. What are you wearing right now? <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, Schick, and I talked about this on my last podcast, don't kid yourself. Think about after Black Friday, all that was on the plate of Scott Frost. Had to hire new offensive coordinator, new O-line coach, new running backs coach, new wide receiver coach, get a special teams coordinator, make sure it fits inside the 10 assistant coaches, go find at least one transfer portal quarterback. That's a lot to do in a two-month period. And I say this even if I took off, I could unzip said gear that I'm wearing, and I would still believe it. What are you wearing right now? Thank you. I would still believe it on paper – I don't know if they could have done much better than Whipple, Mickey Joseph, Chubba Purdy, Casey Thompson. I mean, Caleb Williams. <laughs> I guess I guess for me, I was more so thinking of like relative to like Screech. Screech, you want Kelly Kapowski? Eh, I don't know about that. You I better mean, stick with something. I mean, you, really, you really asked an open-ended question. Like, well, there were some better quarterbacks. But, yeah. but, but to the point. Yeah, Lincoln Riley. Right. Uh, Nick, I would have wanted Lincoln Riley as the offensive coordinator. Caleb Williams. And uh, just give me all of – give me Spencer Rattler. Give me all of Oklahoma. How about that? That would have been better. Oklahoma's yeah. head there coach. There was an upgrade out there. Instead of playing Oklahoma next year, you could have been Oklahoma. Could I just trade places with Oklahoma? No. So I guess I didn't phrase that right. I'm Give saying me all the Sooners. I want to thank my Uncle Joe for teaching me all the sports. <laughs> Uncle Joe! Goodness. I, I meant 
I think you know what I meant. But I, what I meant was relative yeah, yeah. to what Nebraska football is right now, what it's been the last couple of years. And, I mean, let's be honest. If I'm not mistaken, Casey Thompson's got two years of eligibility. Chubba's got four. They just exercised their one free transfer. Like, and Scott Frost is in a win next year or else mode. So it's not like this was an e- the easiest sell in the world to bring in all these coaches and even these two quarterbacks. So, yes, I do. I think Nebraska did a pretty good job considering who who they've been as a football program and what they are right now as a football program. <laughs> Relative to what we anticipated at the time. There's no doubt. Like, I was under the impression at, at some point I thought their quarterback next year was going to be the kid from Incarnate Word. Like, there was a part where you start going, okay, who, it's, the, it's the meme of John Travolta and Pulp Fiction going in an empty room looking for his quarterback. Yes. Right? You don't know. Right. You don't know. And so it goes back to what we talked about last week. Nebraska is not going to recruit itself anymore. Those days are over. When you get to the point where Nebraska is recruiting itself – then Nebraska's Nebraska's back, Nebraska's right? Back. But, so Nebraska Nebraska's not recruiting itself. So who has to do it? Recruiters, mm-hmm. really good, re- really good recruiters, coaches that have those relationships. This is like the new program. It's like we gotta hire guys who know people, because frankly, what we are selling right now ain't working. The house is in disarray, we need really good real estate agents to get people to move in. Yes. And that's what they're doing. And so Mark Whipple, Mickey Joseph, uh, the new running backs coach that they got, they, they, there are, there's enough there to make you go, okay, this offseason has been an unquestioned upgrade for the program in a lot of different ways. Heck, you get the, uh, you're getting a new punter. You're getting a kicker. Yes. You're getting Long everything. Yeah, all that. Yeah. Long, you're, you're getting everything. And so you can't really say anything but this has been an upgrade. Now, to that end, Nebraska has won a lot of off seasons before. Oh, yeah. Right. I mean, we've been down that list. But it does feel a little bit different. And it does make me wonder, and this is not a question that you will have until the end of next season, but I know it's been the win this year or it's over type of thing. But everything that you see in these hires and the transfers and everything, it does lead me to believe that this is not a win or else season, but it is definitely a, hey, you've made enough changes. We do need to see some progress if you're Trev Alberts. But you also are going to need to see this cake bake for a little bit to really experience the true dividends because let's just push it out to the end of the season. They win four games, five games, whatever that looks like. You don't make a bowl game if that's the barometer. Yep. Mickey Joseph gone, Scott Frost gone, everyone gone, right? Maybe those guys transfer out again, and now you're back to even worse than you were at the end, beginning of this season, right? So, again, it's I'm pushing that out there really far. That's a big spin-forward job. But no, I'm totally I'm with point, you. I'm at the point now where I just feel like I'd be really surprised unless the entire house burns down and it is three and nine and looks even worse than it did this past season. That this coaching staff's getting two years. I it's so funny you say that because I was kind of 
And I know you just, you know, there's people that'll hear this and just go, you got to be kidding me. But you almost Well, wonder, the first thing they'll ask is. What are you wearing right now? And I will say, well, as a man wearing a Nebraska zip, zip up, <laughs> given to me by one of the coachings. No, but you almost wonder, though, Schick, was this two months of hiring and all the new pieces they brought in good enough on paper to say, I want to see this more than just. Because you're really not even talking about one year. You're really talking about like eight months. And you haven't really allowed them, this staff, to recruit to this. Or or even fully. Outside of the transfer portal yes. and Decoldis Crawford. Right. So I'm totally with you. Everything is, now I say that, I, I everything is barring some sort of catastrophic season. Now, this season was kind of catastrophic in some ways, but it was, I don't know, there was enough there to keep you at least like, well, they're close, blah, 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 whatever. We don't need to relitigate all that. But barring, barring the exact same season where they they have the same record, they they look unorganized, they don't take any it, like I think all they need to do is show any shred of progress and win at least five games, four games. I think in some ways you've like. You've done enough to be like, oh, let's see what let's see this for one more year. Let's see it's what Whipple and Joseph. Far, it's funny how lo- how much lower the bar is being raised. Like, I know. Yeah, you know, four or five, maybe it gets you. I mean, it's just kind of the state of the program. But I mean, you saw Sam McEwen. You wrote he wrote about all the buyouts and things like that. You know, juxtaposing with Kirk Ferentz getting the extension, Fran McCaffrey. Be, you know, all of those things because they're not spending money on buyouts. You keep chasing your tail if you keep buying folks out, especially buying folks out who want to be there right. and want to see this through and bleed the colors. It's still ha- that can't. It's not enough. You still have to see progress, but this is one of those things that you want. You've got the ingredients. It just might take longer than eight months to for it to bake and taste delicious to, to see what it tastes like. Right. right? I to just see the true taste because if you take it out too early. You might, you know, you might get salmonella. That's right. Don't want that to happen. But it's just going to be so interesting. And I mean, we're talking about what next year is going to look like on January 17th. But like, just, I mean, they've kind of changed every single possible thing that you could trace back to tangibly being a problem. Like the special teams are disaster. They got a special teams coach, uh, quarterback. They got a new quarterback late game quarterbacking they're gonna have someone new there a new play call like they've kind of so they've swapped out enough stuff that you're I'm fascinated like man if it's a disaster it's it's probably gonna have to end up being a different kind of disaster and you wonder what that'll look like I just don't know how it's gonna ultimately look the same because in some ways that's a little bit shame on us that we expected things to look different last year when they ran it back with the same cast of characters. Like they are doing anything but that right now. It's totally different now. One of the things that I guess I would be um, concerned about in one way, shape or form. Do you find it odd that the new place kicker from Furman, his last name is bleak road. Yeah. I mean, that's what Nebraska's been down. Am yes. I right? Yes. Like, all right, we could have Bleak Road as our kicker. 
or or Harry Hook. Do we want Hook? I don't think we want Hook. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the field for this 38-yard attempt. Jimmy Shanksala. That's not what you hey, want. Greg Sharp's got to be getting ready, getting his puns ready for Bleak Road and the exhortations for Matt Davison. But yeah, again, these are missed twenty-seven yard field goal by Bleak Road's brought to you by the Nebraska State Patrol. Make sure when you get on the road, it's not a bleak one. Buckle up or get pulled over. She touched him. Makes no sense. He calls a touchdown. Instead of you're listening to Big Red Football, you're listening to Touchdown. (laughs) The shortage of touchdowns, everything sponsored by Touchdown. Brought to you by Touchdown. Ridiculous. So good. All right. Well, there's your Nebraska football game for the weekend. By the way, uh, I'm going to, I will post. I got a buddy who works at KETV who's trying to find the story and has found it. I did a story on Zach Taylor a long time ago um, when he was the quarterback at Nebraska. And we did a story on, and I won't say too much about it because I like to have people uh, see it, assuming we can post it. But he's found it, and it's just a matter of posting this thing. I don't think I know about this story. I feel like I know about all your, like, 05, 06, 07 stories. But yeah, oh nine, oh ten. Yeah, but yeah, you you took part in a story once with Craig. But I did a story on Zach Taylor uh, before he even took a snap at Nebraska. Uh, but it was because when he transferred in there, of course, now the Cincinnati Bengals head coach and off to uh, another round of the playoffs this weekend. But he was, in a lot of regards, the last really solid quarterback Nebraska had outside of Gans for a year. G- Gans was pretty good for. How dare you? Yeah. Joe Gans line two, punching the physics. I mean, two years, Zach Taylor, two years. But, yeah, yeah. I mean, your point is, that's fine. Joey Gans. Yeah, Joey Gans. Joey yeah, Gans. But, um, so, but when Zach Taylor came on board at Nebraska, I had looked at the stats, his career stats, and he was, his career at Division One was one-for-one one passing, um, and it was like a three-yard out or something with Wake Forest. And that was it. And then he transferred to Butler Community College and came to Nebraska. So, uh, I pitched a story to Zach that I wanted to do a story on the best pass he's ever thrown in his Division One experience. <laughs> and we did this story about the one perfect pass that he threw at Wake Forest. And it was just this thing where he's staring off in the distance thinking about this pass. <laughs> and then he and I eventually go and recreate it on the field, and there's a punchline at the end. And, um, but anyway, we're going to try and find that st- that story because Michael Severe – Jogged my memory about it. And I'd been thinking about it, but he put it in the. Uh, he, he tweeted that he can't watch Zach Taylor not think about that story, which I don't think I've seen in ten years or fifteen years. So I'll have to. Story. We'll have to post this. But I was twenty. Cody. Cody. I was probably twenty-five, and he was twenty-two. Okay. I think Zach Taylor, and now he's coaching in the NFL. It's just amazing. But I thought Sam McEwen and Dirk Challen, they were tweeting about it, writing about it. That is an era that, unfortunately, for all the great players that were a part of it, they get totally whitewashed from that from the whole era. Which like is Zach Taylor. Zach Taylor should be a celebrated quarterback for Nebraska. Zach who? Taylor. I mean, Big Twelve Offensive Player of the Year, right? North title. 
But because he was Bill Callahan's quarterback, it's like he never even existed. We've put up the white light, and he's not – it's like he's, he's there, and you don't even – he doesn't even get the mention by Nebraska Athletics. That is interesting. And it's – yeah, I mean, there's no – the Huskers aren't tweeting about Zach Taylor and what he did. At least I haven't seen anything, and Sam McEwen mentioned that. Dirk tweeted about that, and I – like, that's exactly right. And, like, Why? Yeah, that, that it, this it, guy it, represented everything that was good. Now, it was a bridge quarterback in a system that eventually didn't work, but he was really good. And, and exemplified a lot of what I would I think Nebraska football celebrates. He was tough. You know, he was yeah. he, he was a guy that people, you know, looked over oh, didn't really think much. You know, they 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 doubted him. And yeah, I mean, if you think about it. Maybe it's because he's so short. It was two years. I mean, he wasn't there that long. But still, I mean, yeah, I, I'm now trying to roll him, my, you know? like, go through my Rolodex of who the program, ce- you know, they always celebrate Sue. Yes. They'll celebrate because Levante he, he was David. He also part of Bo. He, he was, was part also of Bo. part of Bo. That's what I'm saying. So it's like, I'm just yep. trying to, like, go through who played under Bill Callahan that the program outwardly celebrates and pushes. I don't. Like Prince of Mukamara was both, right? I mean, right. Yep. I mean, there aren't a lot that were kind of overlapping. You'd almost have to be an overlapped player, right? Well, because Sue to, Sue was technically both, wasn't he? He was both, right? Right. He was both. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Bo I mean, they, Root they, is celebrated, right? That's you. Damn right, he is. He's celebrated <laughs> in this house. I'll tell you that much. What are you wearing right now? Thank you, Bo. Oh gosh. No, that's an, it. It is Bo. that is an interesting. Uh, you know, because they'll they'll. They they celebrate Rex. I'm just go, I'm trying to think of like tweets I see from their program and stuff. Yeah. They celebrate Rex. They'll celebrate Amir. They'll celebrate Sue. They'll celebrate Levante David. And it's interesting. I don't think you've really one time this year seen really anything about celebrating Zach Taylor. And I wonder he's what that head, is. He's an NFL head coach who just quarterbacked Nebraska like yesterday right. in all relativity. Right. Um, That's interesting. So, yeah, I'm especially for a guy who I don't know is just a really good dude, right? right. And still is, right? Um, yeah. So anyway, but, yeah. but anyway, that's the context for that. Uh, that okay. I, I think this week we'll tweet out that story. Okay, so I'm be on excited. the lookout. I'm excited uh, for that. We can react to that next week. So that'd be that'd be a lot of fun. Uh, so best of luck to uh, to uh, Taylor. 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 So <laughs> uh, last thing before we get out. I saw, uh, I mean, this stuff is just, this happens all the time, where there's a story that'll come out, speaking of Sam McEwen, where, you know, he'll tweet a story out or something, and then it has something that references the show, <laughs> and people just respond to it. Like, right. It's, it never fails. I, I, I honestly believe listeners of the show think about the show more often than we do, because we live it, right? We lived it forever. Um, it's like an athlete, you know, I'm, I think about my favorite athletes moments. Well, my favorite athlete maybe is, you know, having breakfast this morning and playing with his family, like, but, <laughs> but I'm thinking about him, right? Like I, and so, so Sam McEwen tweets, there's a new golf course is coming to Sand Hills, And this one's a little closer to I-80. Brian responds, so... Only about a half hour's drive from Omaha. I flew into Omaha to go play a golf course not far from there. It's about a drive, about an hour drive out of the airport, a private airport in Omaha. 
place called Sand Hills. Sand Hills. <laughs> Sand Hills. Sand Hills. Sand Hills. I don't know why I added the echo. <laughs> the echo's great. That that is still <laughs> that was our pledge of allegiance for crying out loud. How long did we we for a while tried I mean we probably kept that going for at least a month where we did that we'd begin each show. Our pledge of allegiance was the Sand Hills. We would say it as the pledge of allegiance all rise. All rise. And we'd do and it we monotone, would... you know, not very you know, just I flew into Omaha to go play a golf course not far from there. Not about far a, from there. About a drive, drive, an hour drive. drive. I mean, it was airport, private airport in Omaha. <laughs> a place called Sand Hills. And then you just like picture everybody sitting down in their <laughs> We did that almost every day. Yeah, I enjoyed it. So and then we got this one. And I just feel so bad for this guy. Our favorite, your favorite, Tyler McKinney, who is watching the Creighton game. And he tweets out, man, man, I know we are young, but at some point this season, we have to cut down on turnovers. This is ridiculous. And then Eric quote tweets it and responds to it by saying, you might say Taylor is not happy about the turnovers. I'm not happy about that. (laughs) And so... I tweeted at Tyler because I, I think we tweet at Tyler maybe once or twice a year just to it's it's just out of guilt and just apologizing for everything we've done, because there's really nothing we could do to ever make up for the fact that he will forever be associated. He can't tweet. He can't do anything. I feel so bad. <laughs> it's like we've ruined Tyler McKinney. The, all the so chicken fans are follow, follow him on Twitter and just wait for him to tweet anything, and they'll they'll then respond with. So you would probably say another way of putting that is, and they keep. I'm not it. happy about that. <laughs> anything like anything that's emotional or has an opinion, people are like so Tyler. How do you really feel about this? <laughs> <laughs> Twitter's an emotional place. It's right. not like you're just tweeting facts right oh god so it's every time so i tweeted at him apologies to tyler hashtag evergreen tweet and he responded with the meme of a guy sticking his thumb up going thanks guys <laughs> well the other thing that happened on twitter this week on twitter with the chicken dick show was yours truly and kevin kugler oh that's right in milwaukee that was really good, that was really good. We were that calling a really game good. together. We each had a rental car. He had the better <laughs> choice. He texted me and said, I'm driving because I got the Chevy Equinox with the bucket seat, which led to us recording a video and so many people probably confused. So, so I give Kevin a lot of credit because Kooks puts that tweet out and he didn't begin it with at Chick Nick Show or at me or at you. He just put it out there. Yeah. He will just do that. <laughs> We're like, look, take her to leave it. I don't care. I know 90% of our listeners are not going to get this. But this is what he tweeted out, a video of you and him, obviously about ready to go to shoot around. You're wearing your, you're wearing your mask like a chin strap, like we all are at this stage yeah. in 2022. And, and Kevin Giddily explains what you're riding in. Hey everybody, Kevin Kugler alongside Nick Ball. We're on our way to shoot around. We've got DePaul Marquette tonight, and we have saddled into a beautiful Chevy Equinox with the bucket seats. Bucket seats. The bucket seats. We got bucket seats. Michael Severe. Michael Severe. We are in a Chevy Equinox with bucket seats tonight. DePaul Marquette FS1 going there in the bucket seats. So good. So good. 
And it got, let me tell you something. I don't know if it got this many likes just because it's Kevin and he's likable and everyone loves him as a play-by-play guy or because you were in it or because people got it. They understood it. Or just because it just seemed like, I don't know what this is. I'm going to click like. It got more than 350 hearts, right? Right. Just clicking like on that video. That was a weird video. I thought it was fabulous. I thought it was a terrific, terrific video. I gave it the chef's kiss, you know, (laughs) little thing there. Um, Because, of course, Michael Severe is associated with uh, the bucket seats because he always did Chevy Equinox ads back in the day, and he always highlighted in his live reads because he got the endorsement, he always highlighted the bucket seats in the Chevy Equinox. Like, and I was, I was like, who gives a bleep about the bucket seats? But it was this huge selling point that he always referenced because it was in the talking points that he was given. And then recently you did an impression of yes. Michael Severe, and it sounded like this. Yeah, yeah. Did she get naked in the bucket seats? Did she go to hubacars.com and get naked in the bucket seats? Because uh, he always, he also during, <laughs> during his movie review segment every week would ask Kent Walgamon if such and such got naked in the movie that he was reviewing. Yeah, yeah. Did she get naked in the bucket seats? Did she go to hubacars.com and get naked in the bucket seats? So you merged both Just of those merging, into an impression. R- merging, like, this man has a two-decade-long radio career, and I have taken... One endorsement and one question, and I have just merged them into this thing here, and I apologize to Michael Sabir, but it was so confused. Our producer at Shoot Around oh, was no. like, I got to ask, what's what's with the, what oh, is the geez. whole Chevy Equinox thing? And Kevin and I were like, ah, it's just a, it's an inside joke amongst radio people in Omaha. That's how we answer the question. <laughs> What else are you going to say? Well, how, how else would could... you? I mean, there goes five minutes having to explain this thing. And even after you're done, it's not funny to it's, anyone. It's not funny. It's still confusing. And so it's like, ah, it's just an inside joke. And luckily, the guy, Steve, was like, oh, okay, and just moved on. But, you know, anyone watching that video that you and Kevin did would be like, it's not funny. You know, it's not, there's nothing funny. There's nothing funny about nothing. it. So, nothing. But I thought it was great. And yes. uh, thank you, Kooks, for that. That was really good. All right, get you out of here for this. Uh, Travis and Alyssa continue to dominate the local NBC yes. there in Hastings. And if anyone wants to, you know, step to the plate, you know, KETV, WOWT, KMTV, you know, in Omaha, KOLN, KLKN, and then NTV in Kearney, like whatever you want to do, whatever you want to do, KNOP in North Platte, feel free. Mm-hmm. Because uh, what is going on between these two <laughs> is, is pretty impressive. This was Alyssa Carrington. Uh, she and Travis Klenecki do uh, some mornings together. Mm-hmm. And he has introduced, he has worked in a lot of show drops that we've played before. And he keeps trying to get her to listen. I'm, I'm guessing she's picked up on it now. But um, this was something she said during a, a little Zach Taylor, actually, Cincinnati Bengals. She gave love yeah. to, uh, to Zach Taylor. And then uh, Travis piped up. Uh, here's a clip of their newscast. Former Nebraska quarterback turned Bengals head coach Zach Taylor went to work on Saturday facing the Las Vegas Raiders. Bengals quarterback Joe Burrow had an outstanding game throwing for two touchdowns. As the Bengals hold on, Taylor gets his first playoff win as an NFL coach 26 19. Uh, hi, coach. <laughs> hi, coach. Some of hi, the coach. <laughs> experts are pretty high on your secondary. <laughs> catching on, Travis. Okay, I'm catching on. <laughs> 
You have uh, to watch the Chicken Nick podcast or listen oh to it, I goodness. should say. We're becoming to too it. much a part of that show. We, we? are. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how do we transition over to weather from that? Um... Hi, Travis. How about the weather? I don't, <laughs> I don't even think we can do that. <laughs> All right, let's uh, take a look at things right now. Here. Okay, I mean, that's, I mean, that's in the midst of the newscast referencing, and she drops a high coach. A uh, high coach. Like, that's same tone. She, she really, I mean, you knew what she was getting at. She executed it well. She pretty much crushed it. A uh, high coach. She drops... The Joe Pa high coach from the news conference, this obscure moment of Big Ten Media Days. Over here on our right with uh, Paul here. Hi, coach. <laughs> I mean, just that. <laughs> she, there is no one who understood that. Nobody, unless you listen to this podcast. Hi, coach. Hi, coach. <laughs> Again, it goes back to what we talked about last time with Travis and now Alyssa doing it. They're getting so much mileage out of the one one drop. <laughs> like what? Luckily, oh. it's a long drop. There's a lot of things you could take out of it. <laughs> <laughs> They're getting so much mileage out of just the whole Joe Pop Big Ten deal. It's good. She got it. Uh, let me see. See if there's another one here from them. Welcome back to Local 4. Today, your time now is 646. The top car, truck, and utility vehicle were announced yesterday in Detroit. Coming away with the top car of the year was the Honda Civic. Top honors for the truck of the year went to the Ford Maverick. And the utility vehicle of the year was the redesign of the Ford Bronco. The coveted awards are handed out each year in Detroit by the North American Car, Truck, and Utility Vehicle of the Year, also known as NAC Toy. Car automotive journalists determine the winners through a series of three votes. It is the second year in a row that Ford has two winners. All right. So... Um, kind of talking about if you're brand loyal to certain vehicles, if you like a, a certain type of vehicle, if maybe you're a truck guy or SUV person. You're pretty, you're pretty loyal to yours, right? I wouldn't say I'm loyal. No? It's just by chance. We, My husband and I both have Chevy vehicles, and it's the second Chevy that I've had, I think. Which one is that one of yours? Chevy Equinox I have. With the bucket seats? Yes, with the bucket seats. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Michael. <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> a long setup and when he asked that question yeah he knows the car that she oh, has yeah. he knows where he wants to take this yes he know he's grabbing the steering wheel saying where is this and then asking with the bucket seats <laughs> it all comes back around you and Coogs, Alyssa and travis yes michael severe michael severe is the nexus of this whole that's thing all, he's the tent it. pole holding this whole podcast that's together. right oh i just for Alyssa and travis i just i know we've said this but if your bosses start to ask questions, don't don't send them our way, okay? <laughs> You're on your own, okay? That's it. We will vouch for you. That will do you no good. Yeah. I mean, I guess the question before we leave is, Alyssa, do you know if you're still going to have a job next week? I don't. <laughs> I'm not happy about that. Chicken Nick. Yeah. Chicken Nick. Yeah. Chicken Nick show. Yes! 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 
Former Nebraska quarterback turned Bengals head coach Zach Taylor went to work on Saturday facing the Las Vegas Raiders. Taylor gets his first playoff win as an NFL coach 26-19. Zach who? A Huda Media Production.